everyone. Welcome to another edition of this World Football Insider podcast coming to you once again from Studio 5 at our headquarters in the beautiful city of Atlanta. My name is Javier Monet and once again I'm joined around this, let's call it the football situation room, by two great experts, two seasoned journalists, two gentlemen who live and breathe football day and night. I'm speaking of Gerard Ferrick and Aaron Bauer. Gerard, let's start with you with the bomb of the day, the bomb of the week, even the year. Zinedine Zidane gives Real Madrid its third Champions League title in a row on Saturday. And five days later, the Frenchman says, thank you, it's been a pleasure, but I'm out. Why now? Why now? Well, he didn't want to pull an Arsene Wenger and hang around for years long, too long, did he? Um, look, he, he's won three straight Champions Leagues, nine titles or cups or, you know, of some sort of the other. And he says he's he's just he's not in, he's not interested in coaching Real Madrid anymore. He says though he's still interested in coaching. So uh, the question arises: uh, Is he and Florentino Perez not seeing eye to eye, or is there issues with maybe Cristiano Ronaldo leaving? And who that was hinted Ronaldo hinted that uh, after the Champions League win uh, changes afoot. Maybe he didn't like what he saw and he quit. Mm -hmm. But Aaron, is it a matter perhaps of Zidane leaving while he's on top, which is always advisable? Or perhaps the wear and tear of the job of Real Madrid is too much, even for a legend like Zizou? Well, these are some pretty deep existential questions, and maybe we all need to be doing some reflections in our own lives, like Zidane clearly did on his. Don't get deep on me now. Don't get deep. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, I, I don't know if we can truly get into the mind of him. This is, it's a good point. It's, it's an odd time to be leaving, but it's also a time that completely makes sense to be leaving. It's something to ponder on for sure. I think when you win three straight Champions Leagues, and that's your goal, as a manager, we, we can talk about the, the domestic title, which goes back and forth. He'll win one, he'll lose one, he'll win another one. But the goal is always the Champions League. You saw Paris Saint-Germain retool their entire thing and possibly maybe done because of financial fair play restrictions to try and win a Champions League. You've seen smaller clubs invest. We could talk about, you know, two decades ago, Deportivo tried to win the Champions League and sunk their entire club. What do you do after you've won three straight? Do you try for a fourth straight? Maybe. Do you ponder yourself, have I achieved everything I can here? There's some tensions that Gerard brought up. Maybe that influenced his decision to leave a little earlier so we could leave on top. But what do you do? Yeah. And this is something to ponder on because I don't think we'll ever truly know Zidane's intentions. Point well taken. Let's go to item number two, which has a Peruvian name. Paolo Guerrero. Now we know that the Flamengo striker will be able to play in the World Cup with his country. Switzerland's Supreme Court has lifted its ban for doping and even though Guerrero tested positive for a substance associated with cocaine, he will be able to play in Russia. Gerard, who's in charge here when it comes down to a doping violation? <laughs> we we year. don't have enough time to go into all that. Um, Look, Cass, from from what I'm reading, Cass made this decision, but it I, it seems to be that the World Anti-Doping Agency put a little pressure on them to, to put the hammer down on this guy. So when uh, the Swiss Tribunal, the Swiss High Court, gave, the, gave him a stay for his sentence so that he could play in the World Cup, 
the cast is like, okay, that's fine. As long as he, you know, has to serve a sentence, that's fine. Uh, it, I don't know how well this is known, but the other captains of the other three teams that are playing in the group with Peru mm -hmm. all sent... Let's all be friends. Let's all be friends. He deserves to play. They're for him. So maybe that also helped in the whole grand scheme of things. Because let's face it, the guy is 34 years old. He, this is his last right. World Cup. The last time Peru even made a World Cup was what, 1982? So, you know, it's not like it's going to, oh, it's fine. He can, you know, he'll make the next one. Well, that's not really an option. So I think in the end, okay. He serves his time, but let him let him out of jail here. Let him have a little fun at the World Cup. Mr. Bauer, do you agree? Uh, let me start off by saying El Flamenguista. Oh, so no. I have a little bit of a, a stake in this. Flamengo house, <laughs> Flamengo. We can argue whether Guerrero's tenure in Rio de Janeiro was as good as his tenure in Sao Paulo with Corinthians, but when you're Flamengo, you're Flamengo forever. So let me start off by saying I'm very happy that he's getting to, to fulfill his dream and play in the World Cup. Now the questions about who's in charge here, that really gets at the heart of these sports bodies, and at the end of the day, sports are never just sports. It seems that the, the Swiss Federal Tribunal agreed that there, there needed to be a rehearing for him and to do this, they've granted essentially what is, amounts to an injunction on his doping ban. So he'll get to pay, play. His doping ban is not wiped out. It could still happen. He's already served part of it. He could still serve the rest of it. We don't know when it's going to happen now. It kind of just shows the confusing aspects of all this. But I think at the end of the day, this is a, a victory for the players a victory for a fair due process, but also a victory for showing that there are real-world implications for these legal dramas that go forever, and they have real tangible consequences, and when players stand together, some change can happen, and I'm glad that it happened. All right, let's go to item number three. Finally, Mohamed Salah will be able to play in Russia, even though we don't know how many games he will be able to uh, suit up for. Egypt says that he will be ready for the second group stage game, but the doctors at Liverpool put the recovery of his injured shoulder at four weeks, which practically rules him out until the round of 16. Now, question, should Egypt force Salah's recovery and play him as soon as possible for that country to have a chance of moving to the second round of the World Cup? Mr. Freck? Uh, well, here we go again. Uh, a shock, I know. Club versus country. Oh my gosh. Uh, of course Liverpool wants to be safer with him than Egypt does. In this case, though, you're looking at the close season so that you, it's not like if he plays and gets hurt again, then he's not going to be ready next week or the week after for a Champions League. He's going to still have some time to recover. So I would think they are going to, and he too, as a player, is going to want to play yeah. in the World Cup as soon as possible. Yeah. Even if he's not quite ready, he, he knows how important he is to that team. Egypt knows how important he is to them. So I would say he's going he's gonna to come back in time and play at least that where they say is the second. I wouldn't be shocked if they, he showed up on the bench for the first game and comes in as a sub. Wow. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's it's going to be a, a, a fine type road he, he has to walk because he's got two obligations, which is to Liverpool, which is his main employer, and to his country that he is representing. And, you know, it's a dream come true for him. We talk about the legal process that Guerrero went to to play in this World Cup. You know, Salah is going to go through the sports medicine process. And it, it, it's a profession that kind of is a little dodgy at times and we'll see what happens i'm not accusing these doctors of being dodgy but the practices really go at each everyone's intentions and egypt's intention is to have him on the field because they need him and if they're going to make the round of 16 which is a long shot to begin with they need salah on the field and the implications of that we will see and i mean again it's we can tie all these threads together because it goes back to Real Madrid and maybe Zidane was so disgusted with Sergio Ramos taking oh, a lot no, of the World Cup that he retired. <laughs> don't even go there. Anyway, let's leave it at that. Thanks, gentlemen, for your opinions. And to you out there listening, don't forget to stay connected to the professional team here at World Football Insider for the latest news on your favorite sport. This is Javier Mones saying so long.